Episode 3, Season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name is Jav. Joining me this week, two new voices on the podcast. Uh, firstly, David Fornell from Sussex. Hello there. And Joss Hemmington from Chelmsford. Hello, Dave. Hello, Jav. Hello, everyone. Hi there. Hello. Right. Before we talk about the Palace match, um, very briefly, um, if you just t- tell us both a little bit, bit about yourselves. David, how did you get bitten by the Spurs bug? Right, well, uh, mine's not by family. Um, my dad had no interest in football uh, whatsoever, um, so I had to make my own way in that respect. But fortunately, when we moved out of London and came down to uh, Sussex, um, there were some neighbours who were Londoners as well, and uh, he was a big Spurs supporter and uh, got me in to it. He brought me these beautiful Thai food tea cards with uh, the old 50 centre forward, Len Duckerman, and there were one or two other cards. And I put them up on the shelf, and uh, I can remember even one he brought over of a 16-year-old Graham Souness, um, which I put up on the wall, and a young kid he was then. Um, and uh, it went from there. Of course, Spurs did the double, um, so but I didn't choose them because they did a double. I chose them because of the neighbour. But uh, once I watched them as well, that was it. They were the team for me. That's me. Just how about yourself? Well... Uh, mine's the exact opposite of Dave's. It was I was brought into into another Spurs via family. Um, I was born North Middlesex Hospital in Edmonton, just a stone's throw from the ground, and I lived all around the area um, for most of my life. Obviously, now I'm in Chelmsford, but um, yeah, a family of lifelong Spurs supporters, and uh, it was my uncle Steve who, who eventually dragged me over to the lane back uh, in um, 84, 85, 85, 86, back. Uh, way back then and um yeah since then no looking back fell in love with the club straight away and um went went from there from strength to strength onwards and upwards and you, your your son oliver has followed your lead and he's he's he's, he's a spurs fan too jeff he had no choice whatsoever he was <laughs> never never going to go any other way that's possibly the best parenting decision i've ever made in my entire life and the only one that, that really counts if i'm honest with you good good that's what we like to hear right uh so yesterday we we, we got off to when he starts Finally got three points on, on the board um, against Palace. Um, they, I thought they frustrated for, for large parts of the game, but they didn't really threaten, threaten us. I think we had our fair share of chances, and um, really we should have gone ahead maybe earlier on, but sometimes that's, that's the way, way it is. For teams come, they frustrate. Um, but I think in, in the end we got our just, just rewards. Um, I was in the West Upper, which was unusual for me. Joss, you were in the West Lower yesterday. What's your take on the game? Well, my take on the West Lower, um, <laughs> if you want that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we'll do that later. Um, the game itself, yeah. Um, frustrating to begin with. Um, you, could se- you could sense nerves, I think. Um, Palace came... Palace came to not lose definitely yesterday. Um, you know, obviously they've depleted on numbers, and they, it's obvious for all to see that they do need a striker. But that said, um, we went about our business in an efficient manner, and I personally think that we gave them a bit of a kicking. It could have been more than one. It should have been more than one. It should have been three three nil at half time, but uh, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, we looked positive, um, plenty of width, moved the ball quickly. Going forward, there was uh, yeah, yeah, good signs there. Some some uh, some definite uh, definite food for thought there. Quite happy with the display. First home game. Yep, three points. Thank you. David, what's your take? Well, from my view, um, I, I'm more than happy um, with the way we played. Uh, so I know in social media there's been some quite a bit of negativity and, and impatience of the fans. Um, and considering how long it is uh, since we've had a win. Um, and uh, you know, the poor ending to last season. Um, you look at it, and of course, last season our start was it was pretty poor actually. So um, with the draw at Everton, and then yesterday, and I thought we bossed it. 
for three quarters of the game. Um, I liked what I saw. I liked Janssen a lot. Um, I think what was interesting was everybody went gasp and wow, two up front. And we tried to work that one out um, to start off with. And Janssen seemed to be the further forward. And Kane was given a, a little bit of a, a drop-off role, which I, I thought was fascinating to watch and see, see what he does. Um, and in fact, his assist um, is the first assist for Kane since January 5th, uh, 2015. So it just goes to show his change of role doing that. But we could have... Uh, as, as Josh said, we could have so easily could have had one or two more. Had we come in two or three, oh, we'd all been waxing lyrical. But we're not. <laughs> one nil. It's tight. And you know, you know what? That's going to happen more and more this season. Teams like Palace, they know the strength of Spurs. They are going to two banks of four. They're going to hold out. And we as fans have got to hold patience. We, we really have. Because we're going to see a lot more of that. And someone like Ericsson, who I know at the moment is, is dividing opinion a little bit at the moment with his form, um, we are relying on him a little bit to, to unpick the lock. Uh, and he didn't really do that yesterday. And it was Lamella, who I, I think is just growing so well. He, he, he looks such a danger. He's the boy looking more likely to unpick that lock. And funnily enough, with um, Ali when he came on, sorry, Delhi, no Ali now anymore, Delhi when he came on, um, immediately immediate wasn't it? a through ball and Janssen um, fluffed his lines but he fluffed his lines and I, I don't know what he said about this he's left footed and it dropped yeah, to his right yeah, foot and he yeah. wanted a delicate little half volley and it's always the case with um, the weaker foot with those little half volleys you just mistimed them fractionally and he just was late in it and it just skimmed underneath the ball a little bit and flew it out right and it's such a shame wouldn't it have been great to have seen him score that goal absolutely just been he was, he was, I had him down, I, I didn't have a man of the match as such, but the, but the players that stood out for me were the full-backs, Rose and Walker. I think Vaughan didn't have to do much, but what, what he did, the little that he did, he, he did well. Um, I thought Toby was really good. Um, Wanyama and Janssen, though, and Lamella we mentioned, but Wanyama and Janssen, um, I thought, really had, played really, really well. Um, Kane grew into the game. Janssen, I'll tell you who he reminds me of, um, Teddy Sheringham. He's got that, he's, he's very smart. He's, he's, but quicker. Yeah, but he's, he's got that extra, he's not, well he is quicker, but he's still not lightning quick. But he's he's got that extra yard in his head. And he's got these really delicate touches. I mean, you can see there's a partnership. I know that Kane didn't play as a striker and, and play sort of off. Often, but you can see that those two are going to develop a good understanding and will complement each other really well. Um, Joss, who is your um, standout player? Uh, well, I, I kept an eye. I did keep an eye on Jensen just to see just exactly how he would he would fit in. And I, personally, I was delighted delighted to see Poch go with two up top. It, it gives us a genuine Plan B option. Um, I think I think that'll be. That'll be the way that um, the Poch will go at home. Well, certainly until uh, Moussa Dembele's back in. But, uh, yeah, I think Janssen had a great game. You've mentioned that the four that, that we come to rely on more and more every week now. Uh, uh, obviously, Walker, Rose, um, Toby and Yan, who, who were, you know, they just make it look so easy, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Aldo for me. It, uh, you know, I'd pay money to adopt the geezer. He's just a... He's, he's, he's my absolute bang-on man crush. Uh, I, you know, I would stroke him for the rest of his life if I could. But uh, anyway, enough about that. Yeah, um, it, uh, just generally superb. Um, yeah, uh, Ali, when he came on, the difference between Ali and, and, um, and Christian Eriksen for me was the, the, the um, that, that chance created for um, Janssen when he, when he missed the left footer. You know... <laughs> Ericsson's two, three touches. It, there's a hesitation about his game at the moment. Ali came on. You know, the pass from Lamella, it was instinctive. It was first touch. It was direct into space. You know, it, it, he didn't try to trap the ball or anything like that. He just played it straight into Janssen's path. And it was a joy, mm. joy to see. But, um, yeah, for me, uh, Janssen, um, yeah, Janssen, I think, um, yeah, a great a great debut. But Lamella, obviously, we've mentioned Lamella already. He's um, he's, he's looking better by the week for me. Yep. And I'm glad the club, club, personally, I'm delighted the club stuck with him. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, obviously, we'll do sort of questions later on in the second half of the podcast, but I'm, I'm going to read a few now that are sort of relevant to what, what, what we just discussed about Ericsson. So we had a, a number of questions around Christian Ericsson. Paul Esau and Rob Graxford asked... Um, 
uh, what the hell is up with Christian, Greg Taylor fo follows up with, do you think there's an element of peer pressure when talking about Ericsson? It's like the Emperor's New Clothes. Everybody can see that there's something lacking and he's underperforming, but it seems that most fans are afraid to admit, admit it. I think he's gone a bit Dembele-ish, as Musa was before he re realised how good he is. Um, as in, he's got the talent, etc., but isn't... Um, and and didn't yeah but sorry but isn't showing that the form that he's capable of. Um, Chris Cole follows up with, could it be the work in progress that 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 is a changes in our midfield? So um, it's frustrating. It obviously is not um, running like the well old machine that, that it can when you. Can it, then it, sorry, then it can look when working with Zembele. You know what it's like when you know each other's game and, and um, along comes change. So uh, there's two, two elements there. One, we're, we're missing Dembele and, and we've got Wanyama coming in, so we've got change of personnel, not the regular, maybe, midfield um, uh, quintets, if that's the right, right phrase, if, you, if you're going to say for five of them, including the, the two pivots and the, and the three that we regularly had last year. Um, the trouble with Ericsson is, I can't, you can't even say that he played in the in the Euros and he's tired he, but he does look there's something missing for me yeah I, I, watching him yesterday there was one moment a real negative there was a ball popped up in the air and I thought he's got to go up for that and a little header yep. not yep. only did he not go up for the header he backed off yep. and it was headed past him and he seemed to wander away and I did think then oh come on you're going I to saw that. something in there but on the plus side he's work rate is very high and one of the highest in the team so he's got a lot of work but as I say he's there really as a create real creator and unpick that lock and he's just not finding that pass at the moment I think if he finds one or two um, over the coming weeks I think opinions will change I think Pock is picking him because um, he relies on him he knows he does that work rate who would you choose instead of who's your creator with Lamella, and he is creating a little bit, but what I do see of him is he runs at people, and he's not taking up that central position that maybe that that would that would need. So I, I don't see who else we've got really to do that role. Well, do and, we need a bit of competition then, really, somebody to give well, Ericsson a kick up the backside? Yeah. yeah, that's the one. That's the one place people keep saying well, we need one or two more signings, and I can think no, we've got a good squad. But if I'm if I'm going to be anywhere, that that would be it and we sort of you know if we can if we can find one yep we need a, a, another creator but it's keeping everybody happy isn't it that's always the problem and I, I can see that but I, I just think I do think he'll come good I do think he's just got a couple of games it's early days and I certainly won't panic about it and, and, and particularly as I said right at the start that here we are last season you know we lost the first game Drew, here we are we're four points now we're comfortable. Normal time you're doing that and grabbing the one nil. We're not conceding. This is not the old Spurs that we're trying to score more than we're conceding. We're not conceding. Be patient. He'll come good. And I, I, I don't quite agree that it's the elephant in the room um, of Ericsson that we all don't want to say, oh, he's crap. You know, let's get him out and get him out. No. I mean, I, I, I you know, we keep saying the pot we trust. He sees him in training. He knows he's got the ability. And I'm sure in the next couple of games, and the Liverpool one's going to be a good one, really interesting to see what happens, because um, Dembele comes back, doesn't he, for the Liverpool one. So um, I, I'd be interesting to see what, he, what side he selects, but he, he, can't, um, he can't bring Dembele in, I don't think, for uh, Ericsson, that's for sure, with keeping Dyer and uh, Wanyama, because there's no real creativity there, I don't think. Yeah, I'm happy with him. Yeah, I think with Ericsson, uh, 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 he's... You know, he's not in form at the moment. That's that's plain for all to see. But you just have to think back over the last couple of seasons, what he's done and what and what, what he genuinely is capable of as a player. Mm. Um, it's frustrating for me with Ericsson because when he takes a corner, all he seems to do is hit the first man. I just wish that the first man was a Spurs player. I don't see why we can't have a Spurs player on the first post if Ericsson can't get it past there. But, you know, it's... Um, yeah, I agree with Dave. He's just, uh, he'll come good again. He has been good. He will come good. Uh, just at the moment, he's having a bit of a dip in form. I think there is there is competition in, in that position. I think yesterday's substitution uh, to bring uh, Deli Alley on and take Ericsson off, you know, showed everybody that Poch can change the formation. He can move things around. And um, and he's, he's got that now. We've genuinely got some, uh, some, some, some choices there. 
uh, you know, when Musa does come back, and uh, all power to us. I think it's going to going to really uh, interesting times. Just on just on Musa Dembele, um, interesting little stat. I, I was thinking about this the other day because um, I've got nothing better, better to do with my time. But um, the last six, so last season we had there were six Premier League matches that we lost. Um, United on the first day of the season. Joss, you and I were there. Um, we are, yep, indeed, yep. Uh, the two games against Newcastle home and away. Um, Leicester. West Ham and Southampton. Apart from the United match that Dembele played, and he actually played further forward, he played in that sort of three behind um, behind Kane. Apart from that game, all the other five matches, and that was right the first day of the season, and plus it was a, it was a match. You, you, just you, you and I were there. We, that, that's one we shouldn't have lost. Um, uh, Kyle Walker toe punt poted uh, one matter when he, he done yeah. he did Walker down the left. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, yeah. Walker. In fact, I think Walker so poked it past Vorm, didn't he? Because yeah. Larice, yeah, yeah, it was Vorm, yeah. But five of those games, apart from that one, Dembele didn't feature. And I wonder how... We know that he had a really good season last season, but I can't help thinking that watching yesterday's game, he gives something different. You've got Wanyama and you've got Dyer, both of them solid defensive midfield players. You've got Dembele, who's a bit different. He's He gives you... A bit of cover in, because he's strong and he's physical and he can pick, but crucially, he can pick the ball with back face to goal. He can turn very quickly and then he keeps hold of the ball and he can start moves. Um, it, my biggest criticism of in the past, before last season, was he had a tendency to keep the ball for too long going forward. But I thought, I thought last season he had everything to a tee. He could get the ball, he'd turn, he'd keep it when he needed to in areas where. Um, we needed to keep possession, and 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 it was heavily marked. But he wouldn't. He would then release it and, and start moves off. And I think, I think him coming back. Um, if it isn't, I'm not sure if it is. It, is it next week? How many matches was he? It was two more games, wasn't it? He was banned for. Okay. I'm not certain. So he missed. So last season he missed Southampton, penultimate game of the season. Newcastle. That's two. And then Everton, and then. Um, yesterday, Palace. Okay, well, if he is back on, that's four. If he is back on um, Saturday, that's certainly, I think, that, that make, that's going to make a big, big difference. Um, and it, I, I actually think it will make us. He got a six game ban, I think. Moose, he, um, okay. yeah, he did get six, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I, I think it will, I think it will actually. He'll help increase the tempo, which is an odd thing for me to say, given what I said, my criticism of, of Ericsson, not sorry, Ericsson, of Dembele previously, when I said he, he kept the ball for too long and he would slow things down. I actually think that his ability to pick that ball up, turn, and then release it, he does that so quickly and efficiently. Um, and I think he'll just give us that little bit something different in midfields um, and complement Dyer or, or Wanyama, whoever out of those two that starts. The, the, the thing I like about Moose is when he's on the ball, he's on the ball, and, and nobody is going to get him off the ball. You know, he, tra- he travels with the ball, and he's just so strong. He's quick feet. He'll go either left. He'll go right. I mean, he's you know, he's 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 just like a much better Scott Parker. You know, he's got that he's got that three sixty. He, he'll put that three sixty in it, but he won't he won't get dizzy. He won't lose the ball. He'll hang on. And you're right, Chad. He will release a pass, and he will find someone. Um, yeah, he's um, yeah. Yeah, I think I genuinely think we miss him. I like him playing further forward. Um, he's missing a few more goals. Sometimes I, I just wish he'd put his laces through it, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, he's um, yeah, he's definitely a, a, a creative for me. Musa Dembele is definitely one of the creatives. So I made a few other notes from from uh, yesterday's match. One, the referee. I think was it Martin Oliver. Uh, Michael Oliver. Yeah. Michael, what a bellend! <laughs> an absolute bellend. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, he, I, I, pedantic I mean it felt like a rugby match the amount of times he kept stopping it stopping the game it was ridiculous yeah well, he, had, he had to go early and introduce paper around I suspect <laughs> um, right. the highlight for me was the uh, was the was the lino on the west stand side when he went over right oh, at the end you know, and the, early, the didn't he? yeah the flag <laughs> came off his pole and everything that's, that's <laughs> quality his face broke it for <laughs> Um, the other thing which is so obviously just you and I were there and, and we and, and we've we've all seen the pictures online and social media of, of the of the, the hole in the northeast corner. I I wasn't too I thought it would be an issue. 
I didn't have too much actually being there. I didn't. I don't know what, what your thing on it was, but I, I didn't really have much of a problem with it. It didn't feel weird, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you chaps will know this because you're a little bit older than me. But I'm sure in years gone by, when that stadium's been there's been various constructions over the years, west, the west upper and and and, and the, the old shelf and and, and whatnot, and the, and the Park Lane and the Paxton. Um, I'm sure there were periods in our history where the corners were exposed. Or am I talking bollocks? I, I, I normally talk bollocks, Jeff, so I'm happy to to to, uh, to do that for you. <laughs> Look, um, yeah, with regards to the hole in regards to the hole in the stadium, it, um. Yeah, for me, it just uh, there was a nice block of flats I could look at when Palace were in um, in possession of the ball, so it gave me something to stare at. Uh, it's it's an odd one, really. Uh, yeah, what's 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 done me is the atmosphere. Um, there's a noticeable shift in the atmosphere, and I, I think that's just not trying to change the subject, but I think that that's down to the um, to the ballot process, the ticketing. That's no. That's, that's I was. I was actually going to come straight onto that. So it's, it's, it's great that you, you've you've mentioned that. So the other thing is is the atmosphere. Atmosphere. But before I come back to you, Joss, um, watching it, um, as you, David, as you're watching it on on, yep. on TV or on online, yep. was did that atmosphere was it noticeable? Because I often hear. No, I couldn't. I couldn't tell from that. I got a good stream. It really yeah. was, but I I couldn't tell on the atmosphere at all on TV. So no, I'm I'm okay. sort of I'm afraid I left wanting there. Right, so as we mentioned earlier, Joss, Joss, you and I were, were both in the West End, which is unusual for, for, for both of us. Um, uh, we normally tend to frequent the Park Lane for Block 35, 34. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't too impressed with the Park Lane end. I didn't think. Well, for, 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 okay, first things first. I don't think that. I think that the atmosphere in the West End is pretty shit. Okay, that, that go, goes without saying for me. Um, great view. But the Park Lane end, I couldn't hear much coming from that side occasionally. Now, how much of that do you think is down to the fact that you and I weren't there? Let's be honest. Uh, Jav, it's a no-brainer, mate. It's an absolute no-brainer. Uh, it's it, uh, listen. For the, I was, I was incensed when I sat there in the West Stand yesterday, and it had nothing to do with the fact that I was sat next to John Rayworth either. Let me get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, for the first time in as long as I can remember, I looked right. I saw the Palace fans doing what the Palace fans do brilliantly well and all power to them um and then and then after oh, block 35 and 34 and and for the first time in years there were people sitting down sitting down in the park lane it was it's an outrage and Correct. i'm gonna e- i'm gonna email levy in fact i'm gonna email everybody named levy that i know because this needs to be fixed and i blame the ballot you just you can't yeah. choose the seats so you end up you know families kids people who don't want to be in the park lane are in the park lane yeah, there's people like you and me, Jeff, uh, mm. you know, uh, and, uh, who, who want to be there. We just can't get anywhere near it. It's, it's an utter nonsense. And I, I seriously feel the atmosphere this season is um, it's going to be, well, it's going to be shit, if you want my honest. Um, it, is, it is a concern. I mean, I think, OK, let, let's, for, for a minute, let's, let's give, give the club the benefit of the doubt in the sense that there's 4,000 4, people going to be displaced. And as I understand it, they're all season ticket holders. So they're going to get priority, let's face it, and they're going to get put somewhere in the stadium. I've got no issues with that. But to put those, and I understand that some of those 4,000, or maybe all of them, have been put in the park lane. And that's, that, as you say, that's going to affect, that is going to affect the atmosphere because it's going to, it's going to mean that people who don't, have a tendency to, as you know, you know, you and I do stand up, swear, and sing, because um, that's what we do. Um, but, 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 I do that when I'm not at the football. Yeah, um, they're they're they're, they're going to be in that section, and then you're going to get you and I, and we're just it, you know, there's, there's two people, but there's countless others uh, like you and I that will tend to. We're not season ticket holders, but we go regularly, and we tend to go in. In, in a south lower or fa- failing that in the in sort of shelf east east lower um, or southeast corner, um, and now we're displaced all over the stadium, and that's gonna that's gonna affect the atmosphere, and I, it's a crying shame. And don't get me wrong, I think we're both you and I, I'm sure we're both grateful that we were there. We 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 got a ticket, many didn't, but it's I don't know. I think that's gonna be. White Hart Lane, when it's when it's rocking and when there's a good atmosphere, it, teams find will will find that intimidating, and that's going to be lost this season. So, yeah, it's frustrating. 
Yeah, so agreed. Price we're going to have to pay for a little while, isn't it? Price we're going to have to pay, and hopefully it doesn't impact the team too much. That's a thing, and and hopefully the team are aware that um, that twelfth uh, uh, man is is going to be a little lacking. Um, so we've just got to make it a fortress still, haven't we? While we're still messing about out with the stadium it's um yes yeah, it's, it's uh, even more now than ever do we rely on an early first goal because that that tends to lift the entire stadium you know rather than the shelf or the park lane making all the noise and generating an atmosphere you get an early first goal tails are up you know the fans buy into it everybody's bouncing and, and there's noise from from all over the stadium but uh, but yesterday it was um yeah it was, it was extremely frustrating for me um and i'm sure it was for you jeff you know both yeah. of us we both like to enjoy the same sort of thing when we're there and uh, and that was definitely lacking um as i said to see people sitting down in the in blocks 34 35 yesterday was uh yeah, it's a gate oh, they should have been tasered and dragged out really and it's um it's Palace. It's the thing is, it's a London derby. It's Crystal Palace. It's it's the first home game of the season. You know, if it was I don't know somebody like Bournemouth, somebody and I, we, I've there's been games in the past where somebody like Bournemouth will um, will come to the lane and the atmosphere isn't you know it's not rocking because they're not a big team in this like a United or a Liverpool or whatever and they're not a London rival. But this was you know Crystal Palace first home game of the season. It just it was just disappointing. Um. All right, before we uh, talk about next game, Liverpool, um, as you mentioned earlier, David, so that's four, we've got four points from two matches. Um, Last season, I think it was by our fourth game, we only had three points. Um, So I know there's a lot of football to be played and and, and whatnot, but um, we've, we've made a decent start and, and I think, I think we'll only grow stronger as, as the season goes along. And, and as you said earlier, the one thing that we need, or our fans need to have, is patience. And unfortunately, sometimes that's lacking at White Hart Lane. I think our, our away fans are great, but at White Hart Lane, even before the balloting system, I think sometimes there is a tendency for some people in the crowd to, to get um, get on the fans' backs. I definitely ha- had that in the, in the West Upper. I'm, I'm sure you must have had that just to some degree in the West Lower. People just whinging, Joss. To be honest with you, Jeff, there was a couple of people in front of me, and I, I genuinely thought that they they come to the come to the lane, and they weren't sure what team they were actually watching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, a few tour a few tourists down there as well. But um, yeah, I mean, look, we played played two. We've not yet con- conceded a goal from open play. If I remember, Ross Barkley's goal last week was a free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. So. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a good start. It's a solid start. Um, as you've already mentioned last season, you know, United away, you get done one nil, um, and and you, it's a bit of a sucker really. But uh, yeah, I, it's you know we started in, in 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 you know the the right sort of form, not conceded the goal, and uh, yeah, we, we we will get better as a team gel, um, and uh, you know match fitness starts to kick in, and I think that we really will we really will push on. With, uh, yeah. I would say I think with the Liverpool game coming up, I think first and foremost here, it's going to be fascinating to us all as, as you're speaking, Jab, about um, playing two up front for home games. I you, you, Josh, wasn't it? Said two up front for the home games. That may well be the case, and I think Pop liked what he saw. I really do. Um, I think that's a great possibility that Janssen and Kane will play. And I say two up top. He's playing what a lot of managers do these days. Modern man is a very fluid formation. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Liverpool play um, without a, a recognised centre-forward. And Coutinho's been the furthest up front. And they've still been effective. It's quite interesting. And you've got to think to yourself, as a, a centre-back, right, you'll normally, there he is, there's a centre-forward, there's a two, two centre-backs, pick them up. You know, and, and follow them around. If he goes to the toilet, follow him in there. It's all that. Well, look, now, who do I follow? And, and it's going to be a similar thing. Yanta's going to be up front. And they're still, right, he's the one to pick up. But Kane's coming off him, and they're going to be looking at Kane and, and wondering, sort of, do I go in front and pick him up, or does one of the midfield drop off? I think it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to be interested to see at Liverpool, home to Liverpool, see what we do as a home game um, against them. Um, and probably you're right, Dembele's probably not back. I, I haven't actually done the count, so he's probably not back. So that's probably an over, and it ends with whether Delhi um, comes straight back in um, after being ill this week. That's why he was on the bench, he'd been ill again. Um, 
so we'll see what happens there maybe um, we'll find Ericsson on the bench and um, Ali will, will play more central um, um, leaving uh, Lamella as the wide man coming in that that will be interesting but Liverpool going to be a test for us and when that was the first game for Klopp um, last season <laughs> yeah it was I was there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, clearly I mean it, it, before he even joined I mean he's watching Liverpool scene and, and he's immediately from the training ground and said you know this is how I play it's high press high energy be in their faces run around and, and that's what they did and we struggled with them last, last that game because they, they were matching Spurs for that effort mm. nil nil that was Dave yeah it was yeah. and they're going to and they, they're going to do it again it's going to be high energy and I have to say if I was going to put anything down I probably want a predictor I'll put a draw down and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a nil nil maybe a one one no way but, no way I hope I hope you're right, Joss. But I, I think there's there's high. goals, mate. There's goals in that one. He has he hasn't he hasn't got the players now. He's, there's goal there's goals in that Liverpool at the moment can't defend for Toffee. I've seen. No, you're I've, right. I've, you know I've come across I've come across stronger pieces of toilet roll than their back four. They're um, well. The, the, the problem is yesterday are quite odd. He doesn't like the Moreno. He's, he's taking on Moreno is a bit of a scatterbrain, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and he stuck Milner in at left back, and uh, that work. That didn't work. So I think he'll change that next week. And I think he'll know that Spurs are very strong. Well, he doesn't know it's a very yeah. strong side. And we'll, we'll boss it. Um, we'll have more uh, um, uh, of the ball. And he'll allow us to do so. But I think he'll just press at us and, and, and give us no spurs and have that two banks and, and have one up front. So I, I think it's going to be a very tight game. It's going to be, I think, it'll be very interesting. It's, it's the top game that we're, we're looking for. Well, uh, line for Christian. You said a draw, did you, David? I put down a draw. Okay. Um, Joss, you like a flutter. I, Jeff, know you like I a flutter. love a flutter. Uh, it's a, for me, it's a home win. Um, absolutely home win. Um, oh, I think we'll, we'll, we concede. We're, the Suds Law says that we concede, but I reckon we're. Um, I reckon I'd go three-one. I okay. I'd love to see it. Hmm. I think. I think that. It's always a danger when you play a wounded beast, and they've lost yesterday. Um, I'd rather have they hadn't lost because um, they've got a point to prove. But anyway, which which Liverpool turn up? Is it the Liverpool that beat Woolwich last week? Is it the Liverpool that lost to um, to Burnley yesterday? Um, I think it, I think it's going to be a difficult game because both both games last season the the nil nil. And um, the one all at Anfield, I thought they were quite formidable. And I think on paper, they should have a better... Well, they certainly spent a lot of money in the summer. They should have a better squad, better team. Um, and Klopp's had the whole summer to get his ideas across uh, first pre-season. Um, it's also the la- last game before the international break, which is always interesting because you, you don't want to... If you lose it, you don't you, you don't have that chance to come back a week later and and get it out of your system. Um, just, yeah. Go, go on, Chap. Just I'm, quickly, right? If if you were Klopp, right, you're sitting there in, in with Kloppy's glasses in his tracksuit, sitting there drinking a whatever he drinks, a, a, a Heineken or or whatever. Yeah, you know, sitting there pondering the last two games you've played. He's he's gone down to the um he's gone down to the empty crates and and they've you know they've scored four, but they've, at the same time they've conceded three. So you're scratching your head there. You think, right, we go away from home, we score four, brilliant, lovely, but we've conceded three. You know, it's a car crash. And then yesterday against Burnley, um, they've had 81% of the possession, right? And, and and that's the lowest amount of possession that a, uh, um, that a winning side has ever had since Opta started collecting their stats, which has been about, I don't know, eight, 15, 18 years. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a genuine shocker. As a professional manager, he must sit there and look at that you know, and they've not been done. They've not been. They've not conceded a grubby one on the 89th minute. You know, that's come off of someone's arse. They've got done two 0 there. Um, you know, and Klopp must be scratching his head, thinking, you know, what do I do? What genuinely, what do I do? You know, what, you know, he's he's polishing a turd at the moment up there. <laughs> Maybe he's not the Messiah we all think. He's a very naughty boy. Well, if he's not, he's going to be found out soon. Um, I think he's found out, mate, with that squad at the moment. I think um, that that yesterday he would you tear up tear up the plans, didn't you? After that, then you start again. I think because it's us, 
not Burnley. I think he's going to come to the lane. He's going to he's going to he's going to get them organised and he's going to frustrate and 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 make it difficult. But I think the difference is, unlike Palace, they're going to give us a bit of a game, um, which I think hopefully that will play into our hands and um, we can hit them on the counter. Um, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for 2 0. Who 2? To us. 2 0. 2 0. If Mignolet's in goal, I'm assuming he has been for the last two games. Yeah. Um, you never know. They might have Joe Art in goal in time for next week. So, uh, okay, be, in that case, it'd be 3 0. <laughs> I don't know what, what's the worst of the two evils. Exactly. Well, yeah, you could play them both, I think, and we'd still score more than them. Yeah. We've got some questions from listeners. Um, by the way, if anybody wants to send us questions, they can do so um, by uh, sending us. We're on, on Twitter. You can contact us on at THF podcast. Um, the email address is, if you want to email us, um, spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast.com. Um, you can also contact us via the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast facebook page right um so we've had a few questions um firstly da, 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 da. right uh, actually two or three questions i'm going to read them all because they're effectively around the same sort of topic um at go dark horse asks i really liked seeing kane and Janssen on the pitch at the same time will this become a more permanent formation um to follow on from that sam moore asks i've not had a chance to see Janssen live yet is he going to form a partnership with kane or be used as backup to Kane. And then Atul Tomar at 80 underscore Spurs says, Jansen looks like we'll provide some competition to Kane. Can you see a time when we'd prefer the Dutchman over Kane? If I come to you, Joss, first. Uh, well, Kane and Jansen, as I've said earlier, I think previously, I think um, I think you'll see Kane and Jansen will be um, will be Poch's go-to formation starting starting to when we're at home. I think I think that's the way it'll go. David was exactly right in what he said earlier about the, the way that Kane dropped deep yesterday and, and played as a ten. He's um, he's Kane Kane in that position for me is a significantly better Wayne Rooney than Wayne Rooney thinks he is um, or actually is uh, it, it gives us options Janssen yeah okay he had his soldado moment yesterday with his left foot but uh, you know we, we, we forgive it we forgive him that one but um, yeah I think I think that um, so that's the way you go I think that would be mm-hmm. Poch's, uh, Poch's starting pick he looked right yesterday I mean there's, there's a thing about you know players when they come from the Eredivisie uh, as to whether they can hit the ground running in the Premier League everybody knows the Premier League is a significantly tougher league than, than over there uh, uh, but uh, I think yeah, I think Mr Janssen's going to cut it and he certainly sold a few shirts that's a fact yeah. well for me uh, I um, you said earlier Jav you thought he looked uh, a little bit or reminds you of Teddy Sheringham mm-hmm. um and I, I didn't see that. I, I looked at him and I thought, you know what? There's a bit of Shearer for me, Alan Shearer. He's very stocky. He, he's um, he's probably about six foot, I should imagine. I haven't seen what his uh, actual stats are, but he, he looks a little squatter than that and strong. Um, and, and he's he's dogged. He chases after that ball like Shearer did. Yeah. That's why I see of see of him actually a little bit more of that. What I've seen, I mean, it's early days. It's an interesting question, but of course we'll we won't know for a while but I agree with Joss and I think that um, I think at least half the games you're going to see the pair of them playing together mm. I really do but of course a lot of be dictated by injuries and, and if you get the midfield player out then yes they both will play because Kane's more than capable of playing in that field area um, he, he's got a good uh, good touch uh, and a good uh, distribution so I, you know it gives us all that uh, versatility that uh, Fox looking for. He's got all these players are all versatile, and and that's sort of the, the, the future. Uh, players can play in different positions, and I can see that. So I do see them, and, and certainly I, I agree with Joss. I think the home games. I think that's what he'll look for. But of course, every time the opposition coaches got his um, Excel spreadsheet out and dipping around on it, um, Pop likes to like all coaches is to mix things up a bit. And when the team sheet goes an hour before and oh no he's changed now what about Christ okay oh, no, you know, to, ch- to change everything around which is what you're trying to do you're trying to dis- disrupt the opposition uh, and and I think this this guy um, 
I think he's just right for us. I really do to do that. It's quite interesting because we bought him supposedly 17 million, whether that's a flat 17 or it ends up being 17 with add-ons as a 22-year-old. And there's um, Alice sitting opposite us, just bought Benteke for 32 million. <laughs> and um, you can't, you've got to say, for, for just about half the price, um, he's looking an absolute bargain. You can sort of put him back in the bargain base, can't he, if he done work at that price? Um, pa- Palace would have been better off um, getting Adebayor back. Might as well have done. Um, Benteke was pretty useless last season. Um, j- just on, on Janssen, the, 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 the tracking back, obviously you mentioned David, he, he did a lot of that and, and, and chasing after balls and whatnot. There was also, we talked about the chance he had um, when it fell on his right foot. There was another chance fairly early on in the first half where Kane took a shot. Um, which actually yeah. wasn't, it wasn't that, I don't think it was the best of shots, um, but the keeper parried it, and then Janssen just did what good strikers do, just quick off the mark. Um, he was there, wasn't he, on the follow-up? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let, let me brief, let me put the question that's been asked about, um, you know, whether you go for, the, I mean, the, the fact is you can play either or, and it's going to, it's going to depend on um, injuries and suspensions and whatnot, but let me put this question to both of you. Imagine the following scenario. So we've got a set, pe- set, set piece occasion, a final, an FA Cup final. Dare I say it, we've got to the Champions League final in Cardiff in, and in, in May and we're playing whoever we're playing, Leicester City or, um, or Juventus or Barcelona or Real Madrid. And Pochester pick his starting 11, his strongest 11. Do you play both of them? or do you? And, it, or, and if not, and you have to choose one, who do you choose? Do you dare drop Kane? Well, based uh, by obviously by by the time that final comes around, you would have had an entire season to look at what you've got, yeah. pres- presuming everybody's fit. Yeah, I agree with Dave. Look, just just for me, I think the fact that the Potts has played both of them together in the first home game that signifies an intent from the manager. That it signifies an intent to score more goals and. An attack, you know, just genuinely go for it, uh, which is is positive for me. I think, um, I think we, when you've only got one up top, it was a frustration that everybody felt last season. That firstly Kane was being run into the ground, and um, even though even though he survived the entire season, uh, uh, but you know there, there, we didn't have another option. We didn't have a plan B. You look at you know Josh Onama come on for a couple of minutes yesterday, and 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 um, Clinton and G. You know when he was when he was about. You know we didn't obviously Hunmin Son. We, we looked these these were options, but they weren't Plan B. But now with Mr. Janssen in town, I think we've genuinely got a, a, a viable option and a Plan B. But as I said, two two up top signifies for me a good positive attacking intent, and long may it continue. It won't surprise me um, in the coming games that Kane ends up on the bench quite a few times. Um, you can then encompass it with Dembele there. Um, playing maybe behind, and or certainly Deli Ali playing mm. behind. I can see all the, those options and to mix things up. So I, I see Kane definitely being given a bit of a rest because he was looking tired and he's played through the summer. Um, and I don't think he's physically tired. He's a young lad, but there is a mental tiredness comes into it. So I think this this, this Jansen at the moment looks uh, a, a really useful signing and, and a really good fit. Okay, moving along, um, John Steggles asks, how was the stadium with a corner missing? We sort of already touched on that. Um, Ed Brad asks, with Poch's 1-2-3... So Poch, uh, Mauricio Chino said, said in, in, in an interview yesterday after the game, he said, um, when they asked him about whether there be any more signings in the window, he said, with 1-2-3, um, maybe, maybe none signing comment do any of you dare if the pan, panel see any more signings before the window closes and if so what positions would you like to see so I, I think that he was a question was put to him and rather than him just say we're going to sign one player he was quite vague about it so I, I, I'd be very surprised if we, if we get three three players in the window um, the lads and Kundu, if that's his, if his name's pronounced correctly. Um, so we know he's coming in and Clint Energy's going to go the other way. We loaned out. But do either of you envisage anybody coming in? And if so, what, what position? I, I, I can see this goalkeeper coming in because... Um, Agreed. Yep. Pop's worked with this guy. He's, he's been with him. He likes him. Um, that, I think... But, of course, you know, it's obviously hedging because deals have got to be done and, and Levy is difficult to deal with. I've no doubt. We all try and second-guess what goes on 
on behind the scenes. Um, whether he's got enough luncheon vouchers to go with the deal, I don't know. But um, I, I expect uh, that's the one I expect. If I wanted anybody, and, and as I said earlier, um, now I, I think with forward lines all right because Son can play up front. Um, we've got Onomar. Um It's a creative player, and if one is a lot, it's like all these things. He's, you've got to find the right guy who's available at the right price. Um, probably young. Um, but if we don't sign anybody, I won't be losing any sleep. That's for sure. I, I like the squad we've got. But, you, you, you know, as the usual saying is, you only sign when you're going to improve the side. There's no point in doing it otherwise. I agree completely with David. I, uh, one, the only area of, of potential weakness for me was, was Larice's backup. Um, Vaughan, I mean, you can't really say that he quitted himself yesterday because he only had two tar- two shots that were on target. So, um, you know, he wasn't massively busy. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, you know, who do you drop if you bring if you bring whoever comes in? They're going to obviously have to. Um, they're going to have to expect. I'd imagine that they're going to have to uh, really, really fight for a place in the team. I, th- I think what Potter's got there is is more or less exactly what he wants. Um, a young again, you know, a young squad. They're obviously fit. There's the width there. Walker and Rose, again, look like, you know, new players, new signings. Um, we've got plenty of cover at fullback. Trippier and Davis, who, you know, who haven't got a look in yet. Kevin Vimmer. Poor old Kev. Big Kev. You know, he didn't put a foot wrong last season when Yam was out and he can't get a kick. Um, yeah, so who, who do you drop? You know, if you, if you do sign anybody, if this George's, George's fella does come in. Then um, you know it's another striking option, and uh, and I think that's probably uh, probably the full house. But yeah, we'll see. Um, on Vorm, I thought one thing I say about Vorm, obviously, you know, he's, he's no he's no Larice, and, and you're right, he didn't he wasn't really tested yesterday. But he di- he does in the past when I've seen him, seen him play for us, um, he, he always strikes me as being a little bit. Uh, nervy. I di- I didn't feel that yesterday or against Everton, and I think no. I believe that his kicking is a lot better on back passes than Larice. Larice looks shaky. Um, I don't feel that with with Vorm. Obviously, that's just one facet of his game. You, you, <laughs> you've got to be a goalkeeper. You've got to make saves and um, and do other things and, and and command your back four. But I think in terms of his distribution and his kicking, particularly on back passes, I think he's better than Larice. There's one area that I'd criticise Larice is is that. Um, all right, question from Port- Sorry, Jeff. Just just yeah. on that, what, what's happened? What's happened to Larice there? Yeah, because for for the last, I mean, last season it was a, a noticeable um, a drop in in his distribution. His, his his kicking was it started badly and and got worse. But the seasons before that, I thought I thought he was pretty good. There was you know no issue with his kicking or his distribution, and and you know he didn't always want the ball onto his left foot. He would yeah. he would happily take it onto his right, touch it, and then play it. And and there was I had no concerns. But now the back end of last season, genuine worry um, about you know that that back pass. These pitches are immaculate, you know, they're like mm. billiard tables. There's not a lot of bobble or anything like that to worry about, but it just looks like he's having a bit of a stinker. And, and yeah. you're right, Va- Vorm seems, you know, perfectly confident in that respect. He, he coped, you know, perfectly well yesterday. I think I think you're right, but I think, Larice, if you, if, even if you go back a few seasons back, remember when, when we played Man City, it might have been towards the very end under AVB, and we went up there and lost, I think, was it 6-1? Yes, um, yes let's, let's move on, move was, on. <laughs> there was a back pass very early on that Larice um, led to. It might have been Aguero scoring. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Paulie Thor asks, is anyone else worried about the amount of times Delhi Ali has fallen ill? Could there be an underlying medical problem? So, again, Maurizio Pochettino cited the fact that one of the reasons Delhi Ali didn't play was that he was feeling sick um, in the middle of the week and he missed a couple of days, bless him, um, is there an underlying problem? I don't know. Maybe. Who's, who's a medical guy here? <laughs> it's a bit of a worry. Uh, a bit of a worry. Um, a... I, I think I think, it's an, I think it's an interesting question. Of course, we don't know. Um, but he has these little, these little ailments. Um, but what, what was said was that he was, he's ill, and we, we're looking into it, and um, so we're just going to rest him and, and make sure we handle this. Was I think the term we will handle this. So, you know, we. Great, we handled it. We stuck him on the bench, um, gave it 20, 25 minutes, whatever it was. Um, probably a good way of handling it. Uh, we'll see. But um, we've got a, a good squad, so who knows? But I, I hope, I sincerely hope, surely if he's got something particularly wrong, 
the medical staff Spurs must be second to none. They must be looking into that. Um, yeah, let, let, let's not panic too much. Let's not panic too much about Deli Alley and any illnesses that he's got. If you want, if you want to laugh at a team that are, have got a larger uh, injury treatment room than they have got changing rooms, and you've only got to look across to North London, the other side of North London, where well, it should be South London, yeah. but um, to the Woolwich Wanderers, and you know, and that mob over there, you, it's some of the some of the Crocs, you know, they've they've got guys who, there who, who just seem to injure themselves in the shower. Well, let's let's not go into that anyway. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's hopeless. Uh, yeah, well, dropping soap or accidentally falling over onto cucumbers. We've all done it, Jeff. <laughs> Speak yourself. Right. Um, final, <laughs> final, final, um, final three questions. Um, Vicky Berris asks, do you think Son has what it takes to find his place in our team? Now, obviously, he's... He's been away um, at the Olympics um, and, and and they didn't do particularly well South Korea. So he's come back and, and, and knowing knowing our manager, I think he'll, he'll have a tendency not to rush players back. Um, but he, he sort of divided opinions last season. He started off really well, um, as a lot of our fans do. You know, he starts off really well and then suddenly he's, he's, he's the best thing since sliced bread. Gets injured. And with a lot of players that get injured, he comes back in the team, and, and, and it takes him takes time for him to to um, find his way back in. And he probably didn't have the, the uh, good ends to last season. But um, has he got a place in our team? Do you think? Yeah, a difficult one, really. I mean, what what's the worry is that we've just lost Pritchard um, in some sort of circumstances like this, where he's come into the club, got injured. Um, the the side's been settling without him. Um, he's come back and he's looked at everybody and said, well, I want a game, really. And they've said, uh, well, there isn't a place for you just at the moment. Be patient. Well, I'm not being patient. Then you're off out then, lad. And he's gone. Now, I can't... The, the, the attitude of would not be anything like Pritchard. You know, these guys are, are, are very... Uh, I'm sure he's a very nice guy um, and probably got a certain amount of patience, but he will have an agent who'll say, well, you know what? Um, I think we might have to look for you to weigh out because you're not getting the game. It is a it is, it is a problem, and at the moment I <laughs> I can't see a way back in for him. Just as we're discussing with Janssen, we've all discussed um, a number of uh, permutations to the side, and, and not one of those has included Son at the moment. I do like him. I did mention once about being a backup striker. I do like him. He has that ability. When he does dribble, he likes to go not round but through. And invariably, because when you've got these banks of four, mass round him, and he ends up um, clattering over them, and the ball coming out. Um, but he's he, he, he's a good player. He's, all the time he's got these sizable squads, and, and a lot of our fans want an even bigger squad. He's then about managing expectations and managing this squad, so they don't get cheesed off, and then saying, you know what, I'm off out of here. He, he, sorry, Dave, gone. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, well, well, Son for me, Son will play a lot of football this season for Spurs. He will, um, he will play a lot of football, and he'll play football as long as we're in the FA Cup and the League Cup. Then Hunmin Son will play football. Um, that's because that's where he'll get his, he'll get his game time. I don't think he'll feature for the Champions League. Um, certainly the three group games, and I don't think he'll feature much in the Premier League. But when it comes to the FA Cup um, and uh, and the League Cup, as I said, that's when you'll probably find that he gets a kick. Uh, and then who knows that might be an opportunity for him to work his way back into Potter's thinking but I agree with Dave I think at the moment he's um, he doesn't feature for the Premier League mm. um, we'll have to see I mean what did he cost us 25 million quid or something like that yeah. Um, yeah. you know Levy's not you know well Levy's a lot of things but he's no mug when it comes to spending money and he um, you know he needs to to, to make him a, sal- a tangible, saleable asset, he needs to play football. You know, he's not worth anywhere near what we paid for him at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I'd envisage him kicking a lot of footballs around in cup games. And, and yeah, the reality is, and, and this is not not just the case with with, with football. It's, it's true true of life. If you start a new if you start a new job, it can take time sometimes to settle. Sometimes people um, hit the ground running. Sometimes it takes people longer. But if you consider Lamella and um, uh, and Son, and let's let's throw in Toby in the mix. So all, all of these players, um, they're foreign players. They come into a new country. Some of them don't have a command of English. Um, they've got that that to deal with. Somebody like Toby, all right, he was at Southampton as well. That helps. But he he 
he hit the ground running at Spurs. He actually hit, hit the ground running at Southampton, and then you get other players, and it just takes them. It takes them, as we saw with Lamella, it takes them a little, little bit of time to settle in. So it's early days for Son, but there's a footballer there. Certainly, he's got skill. Um, he offers us something different. He's got the pace, as you say, David. He's quite direct. Um, so time will tell. And, and, and absolutely right, Joss. I think his chances will probably come in the cup games if he. Shows something if he proves himself in, in in those games, and and we heaven forbid if we get some injuries elsewhere, and there's an opportunity for him in the league or the Champions League, then then there might be an opening, and, and he he might hope, and hopefully he'll take it with, with both hands. I, mean, I, I will say at this point, um, when we had the uh, magnificent seven signed on, um, and we all sort of <laughs> seven, yeah, I know it's great. I actually, I <laughs> that's another subject I know but I, I actually think whatever happened there led us to where we are today and I think it was quite successful but had Soldado actually fired as we hoped he would and beginning of the goals Harry Kane would probably be a Norwich City player by now so Ooh, you interesting. never know yeah, yeah. Oh, I, think, I think he would have done and the thing is that you never know with these opportunities injuries so I, I mean obviously I like to see so I think he's a good player I'd like to see him stay and you never know when that opportunity of firing if Janssen gets injured, Son might come in and, and Pop might say, you know what, I'm going to play Son and Kane up front. Could I just go quickly you know, go Son, back to Dave, yeah. Dave, sorry, David's point about mentality when you mentioned Pritchard. I, I agree completely. I think Son's mindset and his mentality is completely different. I hope that there is um, as a resolute uh, upfront professional there who's going to keep his head up and get on with his game because you're exactly right injuries uh, there will be opportunities for him and just hopefully his mind is right and he's not sitting there you know looking at his feet thinking oh, I've had it here you know I'm going to be parked and um, you know I'm not going to get a kick fingers crossed he does keep his head up he keeps working hard in training and when you know he's a, he, he, you know he, he looks like as you said he looks like a footballer and, and when that opportunity arises he, he takes his chance I think what what done him last season was those bellends in the north stand who kept waving that Korean flag every time he got <laughs> on the ball it kept putting him off it was putting me off anyway well, if, and, if, if and those bellends were in the area, <laughs> <laughs> if those bellends were in the northeast corner, they're not going to be there now. Which is um, well, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, um, they're pro- probably back where where they came from, tourists with their selfie sticks and their half and half scarves. As long as they're not in the Park Lane ends. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> if, they, if they are, Jeff, they're sitting down. <sighs> yeah, they're they're the ones that are probably sitting down. The right. bastards. Final final two questions. Um, John Steggles, who was on the podcast last week, asks, which of the new managers um, are going to have a shocker, do you think? I, that's a, I looked at that question. I thought, that's a fascinating question, because one I've been trying to scratch my head. I've intended to do a finished table, end-of-season table, with a mate of mine. And, of course, to do that, you're looking exactly now, who's going to have the shocker? Who, who's who's going to... Now, at the moment, just as we said earlier... You know what? Klopp's looking like he's going to fall short of where he'd want to be, where the club would want him to be. And I, and I think he's the one at the moment that's looking to have a shot. I'm not convinced about Bruno Conti either. I, I to hit Chelsea on the ground running at the moment. I, I, I don't think he will. I think it's going to be contested, the title, between the two Manchester clubs. And I don't see those two guys failing. Um, but I also think um, Wenger may well... Uh, fall out of the top four this season um, and he'll finish his, finish his career there at the end of the season I really do but I think Jurgen Klopp for me is, is going to be the one that has the shocker Don't you think we'll be in the mix? You mentioned the two Manchester clubs Oh no I think we'll be in the mix I'm, I just, just, I'm looking for shockers No I think we're steady I think we'll be up there with the Manchester clubs um, but <laughs> you see well, as I mentioned before about these transfer fees you know we're paying uh, budget prices and getting good players i mean for the price absolutely sterling um uh, deals there absolutely sterling deals but ultimately does it win us the title whereas there's united gone out and got uh, pogba again for whatever it is it, it translates 100 million euros to everybody's pounds and you think christ they're paying sort of eight to ten times the amount we're paying it's ridiculous you know you wouldn't go down to Waitrose and pay four times of the can of beans and, and getting a, a, only a slightly better can of beans. But ultimately, that might just win them the title. Um, and, that, and that's possibly where I, I, I see it happening. They're paying this sort of overinflated prices to buy in the title, which I hate. But it might just do it. Um, but I don't see 
see Liverpool not doing that and uh, at the moment uh, and, and that's the one I think where we all thought Klopp has got this um, what he did with Dortmund was absolutely brilliant you know up there with Bayern Munich competing with them uh, and beating them um, I just don't see it at the moment and I think he's going to have the shocker what new managers in the Premier League yeah. for, for a start if you excuse my swear it's Moyes David Moyes at Sunderland he's that bloke's yeah. fucked um, you know, uh, it's not often that I thought you could look at a side and think that you'd be better if you had Eunice Kabul in it, but there is one um, for a start. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's got big problems up there. They're not going to spend any money. The fans are on its back already. You know, they've been turned over in a local derby. Um, you know, good luck to Moyes and all who sail in him. Um, Conte at Chelsea, well, I'll, I'll be delighted if he has a stinker, you know, for all the, uh, for all the reasons, um, all the obvious reasons. Um Prio at Southampton. I mean, Southampton. Are they going to continue to be a selling club? Who knows? And then, was it Mazzari or, or at Watford? You know, you never know what you never know what's going yeah. on at Watford. You know what what the plans are there. Um, it's Kuman at Everton. Well, he's Kuman's laughing, and he? they're going to give him money, and, and it's a job for life at Everton. You know, you just got to you know anywhere around that top six, and you're absolutely laughing. And then you've you've got um, poor Mr. Gwydalin at Swansea. Um, you know, mm. they've they've just sold Ashley Williams, and and you know you can't see that they're going to throw millions and millions of pounds at him either. So there's this. I'll give you Moyes. Um, yeah, I'll say. Uh, Mazzari at Watford and uh, and Gwydalin. They're going to have shockers, I think, but for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, lack of investment in the team and, um, and 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 pressure and that that immediate pressure that's there for for the club to stay up. You know, once they get down around that relegation zone, you know, guys like Sean Dyche at Burnley. He's I mean, he's safe. You know, he's it, uh, they, Burnley expect you know Burnley to be where they are. He's got them up. He's taken them down. He's got them up again. And and you know. He carries on. He's yeah, not under any pressure. Yeah, so I'd like, yeah. to, I'd like to see Pep. I'd like to see Mourinho fall on his ass. I mean, I'd like yeah. to see. You know, oh, anyway, Mourinho. What did I even mention him? That's, that's giving me a headache already. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, I think Mr. Moyes would be the. F- I'd have money on Moyes to be the first I, one. To, I would uh, agree. You could just see it now, now, can't you? Newcastle will go up. Sunderland are going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> They've never lost. They've never a lot of managers again. over the last few years, Sunderland. They've certainly chopped and changed a lot. Um, last week I said on the podcast I thought Swansea and um, Southampton would get relegated, so I think both their managers... Um, I know the Swansea manager came in towards the end of last season. He's relatively new, but I think, I think they're, they're, they're both in trouble. Um, yeah. Moyes is an interesting shout as well. Yeah. The, the thing, the thing that, um, that Southampton have got on their side is their setup. The manager comes in. The, the club are already set up with the way that they develop players and the way that they recruit, recruit recruit players. Everybody knows. I mean, you've only got to look at us and Liverpool. You know, collectively, we bought a Southampton squad between us. Um, so you, you, you know, you just look at look at the way they're set up. With regards to Swansea, I don't think that the that the depth is there, the, the club organisation is there, um, and, and as I said, Moyes he's just he's on a hide into nothing, isn't he? Really up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, ha- we did have one final question, which I will come to in a minute, but we've we've had a another one just pop up um, from Oliver Heddington in Chelmsford, who asks. Oh, here, here we think, go. <laughs> Dad, think... is, it, is it Dad? Can I have a McDonald's for dinner, please? <laughs> I think Janssen. So all he asks, I think Janssen has potential to do great things for Spurs with players like Delhi, Lamella, and Kane backing him up. But what would be the backup plan if he turned out to be a flop like Di Maria at Man United? Oh, that's deep. Yeah, crikey! What would be the backup plan? Well, Janssen. Well, I, uh, well, Janssen. I'd imagine that you'd look at someone. You'd look at. You'd even look at Son. But then, would surely if Janssen flopped, then wouldn't he go back to playing Kane up top on his own and work work with yeah. that? Um, yeah. With with that, you know, that 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 reshaped midfield as such. Yeah. I suppose we'd, we'd be back where we started off last season, which is yeah. You know, all us eggs in one basket. Um, yeah. And yeah. hoping that Kane doesn't get injured. Absolutely. Right. Final question. Now, so this is one I've asked the last couple of weeks on the, on, on the podcast. So I'm not going not to answer it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a funny question. Um, so ASD, um, friend of the show, um, uh, host of the Echoes of Glory on the podcast, um, at, his Twitter handle is at ASD the brand. He asks, if every one Spurs player suddenly turned into a pet, what would they be and why? <laughs> right, well, uh, I've got Danny Rose. As a koala bear. <laughs> yes. 
and and Ericsson, because um, um, he's so pale, as a polar bear. <laughs> Although his, his size rather goes against that, I I agree. But uh, he's so pale, reminds me of a polar bear. But koala bear, sort of shape of face, small and squat. There's two. Just over to you. Well, okay, right. Well, Hugo Lloris. Well, he uh, he would obviously be a frog. <laughs> we'll leave that there. Um, yeah, totally yeah, stereotypical. Toby, well, it's just a personal thing for me, but he'd be a lovely, fluffy bunny rabbit that could sit on my lap and I could stroke it all night long. Um, we got Mr. Deli Alley and Mr. Eric Deer, where they'd obviously be a couple of lovebirds. Very good. Perfect. And um, yeah, well, Carl Walker, Danny, uh, uh, Carl Walker and Danny Rose, just a, either a whippet or a greyhound. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, and Lamella. Uh, Lamella, he's, he's obviously going to be a dressage horse, isn't he? Prancing around as he does with his mane and his hair cut. <laughs> a, bit of a sh- bit of a show pony. <laughs> Very good. Okay, okay right. Um, before we close the pod, um, I should mention, um, David, it's your birthday tomorrow. So it is. Happy, happy birthday in, in advance of that. Um, Thank you. 25 happy again? Bu- happy birthday, Dave. 60 tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's it for landmark birthday. Um, it is. Well, um, yeah, happy birthday uh, for that. Um, f- uh, chats, both of you, thank you very much. Um, it's, it's not easy making your debut on a podcast, um, but um, thank you for, 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 for joining me. Thank you, Joss. Jarv, it's been um, an absolute pleasure. Uh, anytime, mate. Thank you. Thank you, David. Agreed. Agreed. I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. It was interesting. I love that. Yep, anytime. Um, next week we will be recording the podcast on Sunday afternoon. I'm hoping to have a special guest, but um, I don't, well, we shall see if that materialises. Um, fingers crossed. Um, and as ever, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.